Hey everyone, this is Christian Benavides, Digital Content Director at Texas Watch, and I'll be your host for this episode of Texas Tales. In today's episode, Executive Director Ware Wendell discusses legislative priorities that Texas Watch is working on, and how you can best stay involved as the session moves into April. This is Texas Tales. Welcome everyone. Welcome to the March 25th, 2021 edition of The Rundown. I'm Ware Wendell, and I am the Executive Director of Texas Watch. Texas Watch stands for safety, accountability, and justice down at the Texas State Capitol. And we can't do this work without you. We do this work because of you. I am joined on the team by Christian Benavides, our Digital Content Director, and Kelly Taft, our Development and Operations Director. And uh, we are all working as hard as we possibly can uh, this session to stand tall for justice in our state. And we thank you for all of you who have been taking action throughout this legislative session. We'll talk a bit more about that here in just a minute. This is the time of the legislative session where I'm reminded of, you know, the anaconda that swallows the pig whole and uh, it's bulging in the middle. That's what it feels like right now at the Texas Capitol. Both chambers are going full bore. Uh, All the committees are having hearings. A bunch of bills are being brought up for debate. Um, This is the point in session where no bill has died. You know, they're all still potentially viable. And so it's a really busy time. A lot of committee hearings. We've been involved in a lot of those. And I want to bring you up to speed on all of that. The first thing I want to talk about is our hashtag Safe Roads campaign. You've been hearing a lot about that from us. Uh, House Bill 19 and Senate Bill 17, those are the bills that are being pushed by the trucking lobby. House Bill 19, as you know, was heard in the House JCJ Committee, that's the Judiciary and Civil Jurisprudence Committee. And um, the committee has been looking at that language over the last few days and weeks. They narrowly passed the bill out of committee yesterday on a five to four vote. Uh, the, The narrowest of margins did that bill pass. And uh, we're disappointed that that bill is moving forward. We believe strongly that is that it is the exact wrong approach in terms of public policy, because we have a safety crisis on our roads in this state. Texas has the most dangerous, the most deadly roads in the country because of large truck crashes. All the numbers support this. Uh, since 2016, we have led the country in the number of large truck crashes. You've heard me say before, I mean, we far outpace California, Florida, other large states. We have more truck crashes in Texas than all of the surrounding states combined. That number has gone up by nearly a third just just in the last few years. Uh, I think the most striking statistic is since 2009, the number of truck fatalities in Texas has risen by 105%. It has more than doubled. They're killing more than 600 of us now every year in Texas. Large trucks are. In the same time, the Texas population has grown by 18%. So contrast 18% population growth with 105% growth in the number of large trucks that are killing Texans. So we have a safety crisis on our roads. We need to fix that safety crisis. There are ways to do that. Trucks can have speed limiting devices on them. Truck drivers can have a a mandated number of hours behind the wheel before they are entrusted with an 80,000 pound vehicle. 
you can have underride guards. So, so cars don't, don't get pinned and trapped underneath that truck and dragged and people don't get decapitated in truck crashes. So there's so many safety measures that are available to the trucking companies, but apparently they don't want to do that. Their solution is to take away your legal rights. Now, they've been heavy in the media trying to tell people, oh, no, no, we want you to have your legal rights. Oh, really? If you want us to have our legal rights, then why are you changing the laws? Why are you trying to give trucking companies and other commercial vehicle companies special privileges under the law that no one else in Texas has? No one has ever had these special privileges under the law for these particular special interests. So we need to make sure that our laws are maintained because those laws are the way that safety is enforced in our state. That happens through our court system. Truly, that's the only real and meaningful enforcement that happens right now is when juries investigate the facts and when they return a verdict and the court is overseeing that process and they say this conduct, this corporate conduct will not be tolerated in our community. We are going to guard our community. We are going to protect our community. And we're going to send a message to this corporation that they need a safety director or they need to invest in putting lights on the side of their trailer. Simple things. Painting their tractor trailer in a light color so we can see it at night. These are simple things that the trucking companies can and should be doing. And unless and until juries tell them to do it, they won't do it. Because I guess they just chalk this up to a cost of doing business when they kill you or your family, as they do for over 600 of us a year. So we've got a big fight ahead of us. Uh, the bill is now going to go to the calendars committee. At that stage in the process, the members of that committee decide whether that bill should move forward for a debate on the House floor or if it should just die in that committee. And so we need to continue to put pressure on the Capitol. You've heard me talk about people pressure before. They need to hear from you now more than ever. If you have taken action, if you have sent the letter to your lawmakers saying, please oppose House Bill 19 and Senate Bill 17, thank you. Over 4,000 of you have done that to date. That is exceptional. That is extraordinary. And it's also not enough. We have a goal right now of 5,000 people. I'd like to get us to that goal as quickly as possible because this bill, unfortunately, is moving. It's barreling down the road, and it represents a lethal threat to you and your family on our roads. So if you've taken action, go back to our website, and the link is texaswatch.org slash truckingdanger. Kelly's going to put it in the comments right now. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Please. Take 30 seconds and make your voice heard. You don't have to know who your state lawmaker is. You don't, know, have to, you don't have to know who your state representative is or who your state senator is. All you have to know is your name and your address. If you enter that, you'll see there's a letter there that explains why House Bill 19 and Senate Bill 17 are so dangerous, why they are going to restrict our legal rights, why they are going to make it so hard to hold corporations accountable. Because really the, the thrust of that bill is to take the attention away from the corporate choices that were made 
the lack of investment in training or safety mechanisms, all the things that led up to that crash in the months and weeks and years leading up to that crash, what's this culture of danger within that corporation? We're not going to look at that. Instead, it's going to be limited down to just what the driver did in the seconds leading up to the crash. Well, that driver was probably under pressure by that corporation to go get that load delivered quickly. That driver may have been under pressure to drive through an ice storm, even though other trucking companies decided to take their drivers off the road. They were told by their boss, you've got to get that load delivered, right? We saw what happened in, in Fort Worth a couple of weeks ago, just the horrific pileup there in Fort Worth. And I can still see those big trucks slamming into people. People died. That was a corporate choice to stay on the roads that day, to not pull over, to not find an alternate route around the ice storm as they should have. So those corporate choices, they're trying to take them out of the picture uh, as, it, as it relates to negligence. And they're trying to focus the attention just on the driver. The practical effect of all of that is it's going to be much harder to hold trucking companies accountable. And big picture point here, remember, this is not just trucking companies. This is not just 18-wheelers. This applies to vehicles with four wheels. This applies to the Amazon delivery van in your neighborhood. It applies to the Uber driver, the Lyft driver, someone who has a company car that they commute to and from work in. They, too, would get all of these liability shields under our law that, again, no one else enjoys in our, in our laws. We believe in equal justice under the law. We feel that everyone should live by the same rules. No one is above or below the law. But trucking companies and commercial vehicles, apparently they want to be treated differently. They think they're special. They think that they shouldn't face full accountability under our laws. And we disagree with all of our might. And we need you to make your voices heard. So if you've already taken action, tell your friends. Stop and take a minute to do that. Send them our link. Again, texaswatch.org slash trucking danger. And, um, and if you haven't taken action yet, now is the time. We need you to stop and do that. It literally takes 30 seconds. Put it up on your Facebook page. Spread the word far and wide. We need to get to 5,000 letters into the state capitol as soon as possible. We're about 1,000 away right now. So we need you to take action right now. Thank you. Okay, um, we have put a lot of information up on our hashtag safe roads website. If you go to the hashtag trucking danger section, you're going to see a lot of infographics. You're going to see a lot of videos. We're releasing more by the day. We're about to release a new infographic right now. You'll see that on our website later today that looks at those fatality numbers that I was just telling you about. So check that out. That also can help to give you the backup that you need as you're telling your family member or your friend, hey, this is dangerous. This is going to make it less safe for us on the roads. It's got all, we've got all the research pulled together for you. So check out the website. And I also want to highlight some reporting that's coming out right now. More and more news outlets are paying attention to this bill and we thank them for that. This is a matter of life and death, literally. Uh, I want to call out, I want to shout out one uh, piece in particular that ran on KPRC Houston, uh, KPRC two in Houston, a big news station there, big TV station. Bill Spencer did some really deep reporting on House Bill 19, and I thought that he explained very clearly 
the dangers that are going to be posed by this bill should it pass. That's why we need to stop it. So check out that story, KPRC 2, Houston, Bill Spencer's investigative reporting. We've got it up on the on the Texas Watch Facebook page. We've got that featured. And Kelly, if you'll pull that link and put it in the comments here for everyone as well, that would be fantastic. All right, I want to talk about another great, um, well, not another great bill. The first bill I talked about is a really bad bill. This is a really good bill, House Bill 1793 by Representative Julie Johnson out of Dallas. This bill ends swoop and settle insurance schemes. The way these work is after a, a crash, the insurance companies will call you up and say, hey, we know you're having a hard time. We want to get some money to you. Um, can we get you a check for X amount of money? It's usually something very low. Four or $5,000, will that take care of you? And if you answer yes on the phone, there's a bad case out of the Dallas Court of Appeals that says that you have orally released your claims, meaning when I say yes on the telephone, that'll take care of me. Oh, that'll take care of all your needs, all your claims? Yes, it will. Thank you. Please send it to me. If you say that on the phone, you're done legally. This is before you've had a chance to go to the doctor, before you know your damages, before you know what your course of treatment's going to be, how long you're going to be out of work, uh, how long it's going to take to fix your car, how much it's going to cost to fix your car. We think it's really bad public policy for insurance companies to be able to swoop in and try to get you to settle on the cheap and take advantage of you in your time of need when you're under incredible stress and pressure. So House Bill 1793, again, by Representative Julie Johnson out of Dallas, who has been leading the charge on behalf of working families at the Texas Capitol, will fix that. It will say that insurance companies can't trick you into releasing your claims uh, over the phone or just by saying those words out loud. Uh, we need to slow down. You need to see a release that's written out on paper so you can really read it, understand what you're giving up. And if now is the right time for you to give up your claims or if you need to stop and really understand what your damages are so that you're not left holding the bag later. So that's a great bill. Uh, we have an infographic up on that. We've got a video that's coming out today. That'll be posted on the website today. And uh, also a letter where you can take action and tell your lawmakers to please, please, please support House Bill 1793, 1793. All right, another bill that you've heard me talk a bit about is House Bill 1131, 1131. This is the bill that says that you should not be pressured by your insurance company to take your car to a particular body shop. Now, under current law, they are not supposed to steer you to their preferred body shop. The dirty secret here is many insurance companies have kind of a preferred relationship, a financial relationship with some body shops. It's called a direct repair program within the industry, DRPs. And so it's this very cozy relationship where some of these body shops get a volume of business from the insurance companies. And, um, you know, maybe they fix the car on the cheap because the insurance companies don't want to pay a lot on that claim. Every dollar that they don't have to pay on on the claim is money that goes uh, toward toward their bottom line. Right. They can pad their profits that way. So we feel that you should have the right to take your car to a body shop of your choice. You shouldn't be directed or steered into going to anyone in particular. We think that quality parts should be used in that repair. Um, because your car should be, or your truck should be restored to uh, like kind and quality after the wreck. That's what the goal should be here. And that they should follow 
manufacturer safety specifications and making those repairs. Common sense, right? Go to a shop of your choice, use good parts, do the job the right way and the safe way. That's what this bill does. House Bill 1131 by Representative Travis Clardy. We are working with the leading body shops. These are the men and women who care so much about safety. These are the professionals who put safety first, who invest in training, who invest in equipment, who do the job the right way. It's the uh, Auto Body Association of Texas, ABAT for short. Uh, we are in a coalition with them in supporting this bill um, and other groups as well. And so check that out, House Bill 1131. We have a letter that you can take action on there. Tell your friends as well. I mean, if you don't want cheap parts used, if you don't want your car to be unsafe when you get it back after a wreck, this again is a life and death matter. It truly is. You don't want your vehicle to be a, a rolling death trap after a wreck. You want it fixed the right way. So if, God forbid, you get into another wreck, somebody else hits you, your car will stand up and perform for you in that subsequent collision. So House Bill 1131, please take action. Uh, we've got a lot of information up about that. Again, it's under safe roads. Okay, if you go on our website to our hashtag insurance reform page, this is under the projects tab, you're gonna see a number of bills that are really important. The first one is House Bill 2534. This is also being carried by Representative Travis Carty uh, out of East Texas, Nacogdoches. And um, this makes the appraisal process a fair process, a two-way street. Insurance companies fought years ago to get appraisal worked into the insurance policies. Remember, they write the policies. We don't get to write the language in the policies. They do. We have to evaluate the language and decide whether or not we want to go with that company or a different company. But we have little power as consumers there. So they shoehorned this into the policies years ago. And now some of them are playing games with the appraisal process. Appraisal is there to help resolve disputes about the amount of the loss. What is the cost to fix the car? Or in the homeowner's context, what is the cost to put a new roof on your home after a hailstorm? We just got hit with a big hailstorm last night here in Austin. So it's there to, to arrive at the correct amount to pay that claim in terms of the amount of the loss. What's the cost for materials? What's the cost for labor? And it can help to resolve the dispute early on. Typically, the way it works is you have an appraiser that you hire. The insurance company has an appraiser that they hire. If those two appraisers cannot agree on a figure, a third appraiser is hired. They're called the umpire. And they're there to figure out what the fair number is. Right? So you can get back to your life. Well, some insurance companies have figured out that they can wait a long time before they start the appraisal process. And if they do that, they can drag out the claims process even more. And at that point, it's just unfair. They're just trying to add more cost and delay. They're trying to grind you down, make you desperate so that you're willing to take pennies on the dollar. And that's unfair. That needs to stop. And House Bill 2534 will stop that. It will make appraisal a two-way street. It will make it fair. It will help you resolve disputes more quickly um, if they just concern the amount of, of loss, the appropriate cost of your claim. So we support that very much. We have a video that we've produced here recently. We have an infographic there for you as well. We have a letter where you can take action. And we thank Representative Travis Clardy for filing both of these great uh, family-oriented, policy-oriented bills, House Bill 1131 and House Bill 25. 
34. I actually uh, conducted a, an interview with him a couple of days ago. It's a long form interview. We get into a lot about the legislative session, his district, these bills. Um, I encourage you to take a, a look or a listen to that. We've got it up as a podcast as well, but that's part of our In Conversation series. Check out my interview with Representative Cardi. You can learn a lot more there. House Bill 359 and the Senate Companion, Senate Bill 1935, are important bills that would stop insurance companies from delaying payment on uninsured and underinsured motorist claims. This is why this is when you buy more insurance to cover yourself. If someone hits you on the road and they don't have enough insurance or they don't have any insurance, and about 14% of drivers on Texas roads have no insurance at all. They are driving bare. They are uncovered. So, so people who buy that coverage right now may not understand that there's a bad insurance case that's been decided by the Texas Supreme Court. The name of the case is Brainerd versus Trinity. That basically says that you, you have to go to court first and get a finding against the other driver, show that they're at fault, show that they don't have enough insurance before your insurance company has to pay you for the coverage that you've purchased. Now, they took all your money, right? They had no problem taking your money up front. So they took all your money, 100% of your premiums, and now they want to pretend like they don't know how to adjust claims, that they don't know how to assess fall, that they don't know how to figure out what the appropriate cost is for, for the damages and pay you what you're owed under your policy. We don't believe that. I mean, insurance companies are professional claims adjusters. That's kind of the point of insurance. So you shouldn't have to go to court and, and wait for years before they have to kick in. Um, you need that money to get your car fixed if you've suffered bodily injury to fix your body for medical treatment. So please support both of those bills. House Bill 359, Senate Bill 1935. Uh, House Bill 359 has been filed by Chairman Charlie Guerin, a very powerful member of the Texas House of Representatives. Senate Bill 1935 has been filed by Senator Brian Hughes, we thank both of those members of the legislature for standing up for families and policyholders. We have a letter that you can send to the Capitol. Take 30 seconds and do that if you want your claim paid on time and in full. And I know you do. Okay, one more insurance bill that I want to talk about, House Bill 1110-1110. This is another great bill from uh, Representative Julie Johnson. She only files great bills that help people. This one helps you get paid for replacement cost coverage under your homeowner's policy. So in, in different insurance policies, you have a choice between buying a policy that offers re replacement cost coverage. It's a bit of a mouthful. Replacement cost coverage, RCV, or actual, actual cash value, ACV. Replacement cost is better. As the name suggests, it's, it gets you back into the position that you were before the loss, before the pipe burst, or before the hailstorm hit your roof. Um, it, it allows you to replace your belongings and to replace your structure. ACV, actual cash value, takes into consideration depreciation. So if your roof is really old, you know, if you've got a 10-year-old roof and the hailstorm hits it or the tornado hits your house, the insurance company is going to say, yeah, we'll pay you some money to, well, not to fix your roof, we'll pay you some money for your roof, but your roof is worth X minus Y dollars because it's got 10 years of wear and tear on it. 
Uh, it's been sitting out in the Texas sun and all the elements through the years. So they're not going to pay you a whole lot of money at that point. You're going to have to come out of pocket to make up the difference and to get a new roof put on your home. Replacement costs should get you to where you were. The problem with replacement costs right now is it's paid in two checks. The first check that you get is that actual cash value amount. It's not the full amount. They give you they give you a chunk of the money, but they factor in depreciation on the front end. And then they want to see you make the additional repairs. And at the end, then they'll give you the balance. Well, if there's a dispute there, you may have to come out of pocket or you may have to pay first to the contractor and then try to get reimbursed from your insurance company. And I don't know about you, but a lot of folks aren't sitting on just piles of money these days. After the pandemic, I mean, it's decimated our economy, our personal finances. A lot of people don't have ten or twenty or thirty thousand dollars hanging around that they can go pay their contractor to finish the job, and then hope that their insurance company will pay them back. So this bill by uh, Representative Julie Johnson gets more money paid to you up front. The substitute of the bill makes sure that eighty percent of the total value is paid to you up front, so you can get that job finished out with your contractor. And then the other 20% will be paid. It's a great bill. I testified in favor of it this week in the House Insurance Committee. You can watch my testimony uh, on our website, and we'll post a link to it as well. But you can get a sense for the issue there. But big picture, again, this bill is trying to get more money to you paid up front by your insurance company so you can get your job finished. For the contractor, they can finish your job and move on to the next job and get that person back to where they need to be and get their home restored. So please take action there. We're going to have a letter um, available for you this week to weigh in with your lawmakers. So that's coming. Look for that. You may remember last session, we worked a lot on helping our veterans here in the state of Texas. Under our projects tab, you'll see a hashtag help TX vets page. These are our veterans who put their lives on the line overseas for us, whether it was in Afghanistan or Iraq or in other forward operating bases. And they were subjected to really the toxic wounds of war, toxic exposure overseas on our military bases because the company that had the contract to incinerate all of our waste in our operating bases chose not to do that. If you incinerate the waste, it's cleaner burning. Fewer toxins are released into the air, but it costs a little bit more money to do that. And you may recall that the, these companies had no bid contracts that were awarded to them and they just got rich off of, um, quote unquote, supporting our war effort. So instead of that, all of these toxic materials were pushed into open pits. So it could have been unspent munitions. It could have been cans of paint, batteries, helicopter blades, mattresses, styrofoam, Everything under the sun got pushed into a pit, doused in fuel, and set on fire. And so you just had this plume of smoke that was washing over our military bases day and night. Interestingly, in the in the subsequent years, documents came out where the military brass was saying, "Hey, let's stop the burn pits because this this muckety muck is coming on the on the base in three days, and we don't want them to have to breathe the smoke." So this big general's coming or whoever it was. So they had an idea that this was bad stuff. 
but our fighting men and women were breathing it day in and day out. What we're seeing is that many of them are coming home and they're getting very aggressive cancers, very, very devastating lung diseases, and it's taking the lives of many of our brave combat veterans as they come home. I mean, they're getting cancers that you should not get in your in your 30s and 40s or even in your 20s for some of them. So it's really the Agent Orange of our time. And there's a fantastic group, Burn Pits 360. Leroy and Rosie Torres lead that group. They are the leaders on this issue. They know it better than anyone. We are, we are supporting their efforts. Last session, we supported the efforts to get a registry put in place here in Texas so that our veterans could track their symptoms. They could, they could file with the state department what their symptoms are or if their life ended. That can be documented, and it helps to coordinate their benefits with the VA. And so we are one of the first states or the first state to set up a registry here. We have the second highest population of veterans in Texas. 1.6 million Texans have served in the military. So it makes perfect sense for us to be leaders on this issue, to take care of our veterans, to coordinate that information so that it can help them receive their federal benefits that they, they paid for with their, with their blood, right? And so the registry got in place last session, and we thank uh, Representative Abel Herrero and Senator Hinojosa for pushing that legislation through the process. Now we need to secure funding for the registry so that the state agency can publicize it, so that veterans can use it. So this session, there's two bills, House Bill 3953 and House Bill 3957, both filed by State Representative Abel Herrero, who is a great state representative who cares deeply, um, to get funding for that registry. And, and this legislation does it in a very creative way because you know we're in a budget crunch this year because of what's happened to the economy. And so, you know, it doesn't do it through a tax increase. It doesn't do it by reallocating money in the state budget. Instead, you are going to have the ability to make a contribution to the Veterans uh, Registry Fund. You can do it when you purchase a handgun license, a license to carry. You can check off a box under House Bill 3953 to make a donation to this fund. Or if you get a specialty license plate to honor our burn pits uh, veterans. Um, a portion of that money will go to fund the registry. So two great ways to get money uh, to our veterans and to help them. House Bill 3953, 3957, you can take action. We have a letter waiting, ready for you to take action. We need you to take action on that to elevate this issue so it can get set for a hearing quickly and we can get these bills passed. You've got to get them through the House over into the Senate, through the Senate, to the governor's desk. So please take action, tell your friends. Let me talk about one more big policy issue here, and that is patient safety. You know that we work on patient safety. We have since the beginning of Texas Watch, way back in 1998. Patients face a lot of risk right now in our healthcare system, unfortunately. Johns Hopkins released a study in, a few years ago that showed that medical errors Preventable medical errors were the third leading cause of death in the United States behind heart disease and cancer. Stop and think about that. I mean, that is a public health epidemic. 
one in four patients, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, um, may suffer some harm in a hospital, whether it is errors that are, that are occurring or, or hospital infections, which, which happen far too often. Over 20 years ago, a lot of the information that we knew about hospitals and problems within hospitals that were identified by the state, that had been public for years, but, but 22 years ago, thereabouts, a bill was passed inadvertently that made that information confidential. So even though you can figure out if there are safety risks at a restaurant that you want to eat in, right? The health inspection report is available to you online. You can figure that out about a restaurant. You can't figure that out right now easily about a hospital. That state data has been kept in a black box. And, and if there are problems in hospitals, you need to know about that because you may choose to go to a different hospital to have surgery or whatever the medical issue is. So I want to shout out a bill by um, Chairwoman Stephanie Click, the head of the Public Health uh, Committee in the House, who cares about patients. Um, this bill is House Bill 2052-2052. It's going to make that information public again. You're going to be able to learn about problems that have been identified within hospitals if this bill can pass. I was testifying in front of that committee yesterday, actually, in support of the bill. It's a great bill, House Bill 2052. We strongly support it. We want you to support it as well. We're going to give you the opportunity here. We're going to have a letter ready to go in the next day on our website. So look for that. But please support 2052 so that you can learn about problems within hospitals. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Bad things happen in the dark. And we thank um, Madam Chair Click for shining a light in this area. It is so important for patient safety. There's another bill that's been filed that is a high priority for us, House Bill 2853, again by Representative Julie Johnson, that is going to make sure that the public has a voice in helping to develop the language around informed consent. This is when you're going into surgery or having other medical procedures, and they give you that clipboard with the sheet that tells you these are the risks involved with this procedure, these are the potential compl complications, and you have an opportunity to learn about that, to decide if you want to move forward with the procedure. Well, right now, the medical panel that comes up with that language is comprised entirely of doctors and healthcare lawyers. And when I say healthcare lawyers, these are hospital lawyers. There is no one within that process who has a background as, as, as a regular person, as a, as, a, as a patient, as a member of the public. Uh, and amongst the lawyers, there's no one who, who has to um, have a background in representing patients' interests. And so this bill is going to make sure that those voices are represented within that process, that we're going to have some public members there, and that of the lawyers, um, at least a few of them are going to have a background representing patients, so that that perspective is there. And hopefully everything is translated all the way down into language that you and I can understand when we're deciding whether to have that procedure. So House Bill 2853 is a very, very strong patient safety bill, a very high priority for us. We're working with other groups and other advocates on that bill. Uh, it's a great bill. We're going to give you the opportunity to weigh in in favor of that bill here in just a day as well. The last bill I want to talk about is another really important one, House Bill 501. This is by Representative Gene Wu 
He's in the Houston area. And it takes the cap that we currently have on non-economic damages in medical malpractice cases. And it adds at least the consumer price index to that cap so that the cap is not worth effectively less money year after year. I know that's a little bit complicated, so let me break that down a bit. So, you know, the value of a dollar is worth less with each passing year because of, of inflation. Uh, your dollar doesn't go as far each year. You know, if you're going to go buy a hamburger, uh, Burger King is going to raise their prices over time. And so if you keep the cap at this level, and right now it's $250,000 for the value of your life, basically, everything that's not economic, uh, everything else that goes into making you who you are, the state of Texas values that at $250,000. And with each passing year, it's effectively worth less and less money. The practical effect of that is it's harder and harder for you or your family to bring a case if you were a victim of medical malpractice because it costs more and more money each year to bring those lawsuits. You have to hire medical experts, oftentimes more than one, um, and doctors' time is very valuable. It should be valuable. They have very specialized skill sets. And so the practical effect is that more and more people cannot bring their cases. More and more people are left without any justices at all, any justice at all in our state. That's just not right. Um, and that's not the way that our system should work. We, and I want to state this very strongly, think that there should be no cap, no cap at all on damages. That's not for the legislature to decide. The jury decides what the appropriate damages are after they listen to all the evidence. They decide what your pain has been. They, under, they understand and decide what your disfigurement has been, what your physical impairment is, right? What the value of that should be. They do that on a case-by-case -case basis. It's narrowly tailored to that particular person and the facts of their case. That's the way our courts should function as a co-equal branch of government. The founders of our country and of our state understood that. And they held sacrosanct the right to trial by jury. This is the role that juries play in evaluating the evidence. So we shouldn't take that decision away from juries. That's for them to make. We strongly believe that we have a constitutional right that is being infringed right now by way of this cap. So we want there to be no cap in this state because the cap right now makes all of us less safe and it leaves many families without justice in this state. It infringes their constitution, constitutional rights. Okay, as I wrap up, you've been very patient. Um, please remember that there are many ways to support us as we are, we are bringing the cause of justice at the state capitol. Uh, please share all of our content. We have so many things coming out right now. Check out all of our different platforms, whether it's here on Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to get as many subscribers as possible. And that's where you're going to see our videos first is on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, on YouTube, stop and subscribe there. Um, we're on Instagram. Follow us there. We are on Twitter. Follow us there. We're on TikTok. Christian is our messenger on TikTok. He's putting great content up there. We have a podcast on all the different podcasting platforms. Texas Tells is the name, or you can just search our name in quotes, Texas Watch. So check us out there. Of course, our website, texaswatch.org, is where we have everything housed. Um, you'll see on texaswatch.org, 
we've recently joined um, other groups in weighing in on a Supreme Court case that's happening right now. This case involves Amazon, and we filed an amicus brief. This is called a friend of the court brief, where we're helping to educate the Supreme Court on why Amazon should be held accountable under the law, just like any other seller of any other product. Um, under our law, if you sell a dangerous or defective product, you're held liable. And Amazon doesn't want to be held liable in the same way as other sellers. And we, we believe strongly that Amazon isn't just any seller these days. They are the seller, the seller increasingly, right? Because they dominate the marketplace as sellers. I mean, so many of our goods are purchased um, from Amazon. I know in our family, we purchase a lot from Amazon. And so we want Amazon to be on a level playing field with every other seller out there. They should be held to account if they sell a deadly, a dangerous product. So we've joined in an amicus brief. You can read that on our website, texaswatch.org. Go to the latest news section in our blog, I, um, I on Texas blog. You'll see that there. Of course, if you're in a position to support us financially, we need your help. We run on your donations. Um, even if you've got $5 to give us, we will put it to good use reaching more Texans. We've already reached almost 7 million Texans this session. We are blowing our old record out of the water. Um, if you can become a monthly giver at $25 a month, you'll be one of the 300. You'll get a lapel pin like the one I have here representing the 300 Spartans at Thermopylae and demonstrating that a small group of committed people can do great things. So we need your support. Please take action. Go to our website. Send those letters. It literally takes seconds to do it, and it matters so much at the Capitol. So we thank you for everything that you do. Um, just remember that knowledge is power. There is strength in numbers, and we thank you for joining us in this cause for justice. Thank you for everything that you do. We will be back in touch with you here very shortly. Take good care. Texas Watch is a nonprofit, nonpartisan citizen advocacy organization that takes on corporate wrongdoers, fighting to restore responsibility, and protect Texas families. We can't do this work without you. You can support us at texaswatch.org slash donate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Knowledge is power, and there is strength in numbers. Join us.